Five Things First Thing with JR Mornings Guy Gordon, Lloyd Jackson, and Jamie Edmonds. Good morning. Good morning, Jamie. Uh, dad's away, as we <laughs> like to say. Yeah. Guy is again spending some quality time with his grandchildren, which he deserves because he yes. helped in that $1.6 million. Yes, he did. For the Bed and Bread Radiothon for the Salvation Army. What a, what a great time we had on Friday. It was a great time. That was my first time doing it. Did you and enjoy it? I. I don't want to say it was fun because it's we're doing some important work. Of there, course, but it was it was sort of fun. Uh, yeah. All these people collectively trying to get to one goal, and I remember our first total was thirty eight thousand. Uh-huh. Nick brings me a little post it note that the next total was like a hundred and thirty thousand, <laughs> and I like take my earphones off, turn off my mic. I go, "This is this right? <laughs> this can't be right." These kind of jumps. It was amazing what yeah. the community did. Well, they're they're great, and the Salvation Army does such great work in the community and it's they're so deserving absolutely so that was great stuff on saturday nikki haley lost by 20 points to donald trump yeah uh, former uh, president donald trump solidified his position as the front runner of the republican presidential nomination by clinching victory in south carolina's primary saturday trump's sweeping triumph further uh narrows the options for his last major rival nikki haley who faces mounting pressure to reassess her campaign's viability, Trump's dominance in GOP nominating contests from Iowa to Nevada underscores the formidable hold on the party. The South Carolina win, particularly significant given Haley's ties to the state, bolstered Trump's confidence. At an election night event in Columbia, Trump celebrated the unprecedented unity within the Republican Party, flanked by influential figures like Governor Henry McMaster and Senator Tim Scott, a vocal Trump supporter and potential running mate. Despite the setback, though, Haley remains resolute, vowing to press on with her bid for the presidency. I'm an accountant. I know 40% is not 50%. But I also know 40% is not some tiny group. In the next 10 days, another 21 states and territories will speak. They have the right to a real choice. Not a Soviet-style election with only one candidate. Her defiant stance sets the stage for a contentious battle as the GOP heads to Michigan for the next primary. That is tomorrow with Super Tuesday looming. Bad news for Nikki, though. The political network financed by billionaire Charles Koch announced Sunday that it will no longer spend funds to support Nikki Haley's presidential bid. That's a blow. That's a big Nikki. blow. Uh, they don't think there's a meaningful difference for her in the race. And they said, you know, now they're going to focus on down ballot stuff because, you know, people see the writing on the wall that Nikki doesn't have a path. Right. But she's saying he, Donald Trump can't win a general election, in her opinion. Because 40% are supporting her. Yeah. So we'll have to see what Nikki Haley does in the future. But she's vowing to stay through Super Tuesday. So then that begs the question, what happens here in Michigan? And Governor Gretchen Whitmer was all over TV. Yeah, she was. Um, She was on TV and she was also uh, the subject of a New York Times article. uh, Michigan Governor Whitmer finding herself navigating choppy waters as she faces backlash over her response to the Israeli-Hamas conflict, initially slated to speak at a celebratory event in Dearborn honoring a health clinic founded by Muslim leaders. Whitmer's plans were derailed by mounting controversy. Her statements during the conflict left both Jewish and Arab-American communities displeased. A subsequent announcement of her appearance in Dearborn sparked uh, outrage on social media. 
with some labeling her as unwelcome and predominantly Arab American in the predominantly Arab American city. Activists accuse her of supporting genocide, forcing Whitmer to cancel her speech, a move she says she later regretted. Now, as Whitmer grapples with the political firestorm, her role as President Bush's um, President Biden's chief ambassador to Michigan adds another layer of complexity with Arab Americans expressing frustration over Biden's stance on Israel and requesting voters to vote uncommitted in tomorrow's presidential primary. The governor finds herself in a precarious position, striving to mend fractured alliances while facing electoral uncertainties. The governor said basically she's she's not aware of what's going to happen tomorrow when it comes to the uncommitted vote. She's just hoping that people exercise their vote and vote for a person and not for a, you know, uh, uncommitted because she says when you vote uncommitted, that means you're voting for Donald Trump and we can't have Donald Trump as uh, a president once again. Well, that's a good segue into what's going on with Israel and Hamas, because that is why a lot of people are planning to vote uncommitted. They don't appreciate what's going on in Israel and the stance from the American government. Mm -hmm. Um, The situation in Gaza is absolutely dire famine, disease. Uh, The World Food Program's regional director said that some days no food enters the war ravaged enclave. There are reports that, you know, babies are dying of, uh, you know, women who are pregnant trying to have babies in these hospitals with no fuel. It's just a desperate, dire situation in Gaza. Now, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said he will convene his cabinet early this week to approve the operational plans for action in Rafah. Now, that apparently would include the evacuation of civilians. We're talking about 1.5 million people taking refuge in Rafah. And the U.S. has said they cannot support an Israeli ground offensive there without a credible plan for their protection. Meanwhile, Qatar will host mediated talks between Hamas and Israel in Cairo this week. An Israeli official told NBC News that there was some progress on ceasefire negotiations with U.S., Israeli, Qatari and Egyptian officials in Paris. However, Hamas said that Netanyahu aborts all attempts to make progress in negotiations. Netanyahu was on CBS Face the Nation talking about what Hamas is asking for. Unless we have total victory, we can't have peace. We can't leave Hamas in place. We can't leave a quarter of Hamas uh, battalions in uh, Rafah and say, well, that's that's fine. So he's saying Hamas, it has to be total destruction of Hamas. And until that happens, he's not giving up. And, you know, the U.S. officials were on the Sunday morning shows saying, oh, yeah. no, we have not seen a plan for evacuation of Rafah and and." This, things like that. So it's it's a tough situation there. And now it seems like it's turning a little bit with U.S. support. And uh, with the other war going on, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky revealing yesterday that 31,000 Ukrainian soldiers have lost their lives since Russia's full-scale invasion two years ago, contradicting lower estimates from Russian President Vladimir Putin's government. Zelensky emphasizing the significance of each loss at the Ukraine uh, year 2024 forum in Kiev. Uh, while he didn't disclose figures for wounded or missing troops, Zelensky noted the loss of tens of thousands of civilians in occupied areas, cautioning against definitive numbers until the conflict concludes. So, you know, they're still looking for funds as well from the United States to continue their battle against Russia. Yeah. And there were again on the Sunday morning shows, a lot of lawmakers saying, you know, at least Republicans, we're not going to support any Ukraine aid unless there's border funding. And so that's that old chestnut. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk with the Ukrainian American Civic Committee of Metro Detroit, a spokes of the vice president 
uh, at 635 to talk more about sort of the impact here at home with the Ukrainian uh, aid sort of held up in Congress. Finally, the IV, it's been a week since the yes. Alabama IVF ruling that frozen embryos are children. And it's kind of taken a week for some lawmakers to figure out what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Republicans are saying, I support IVF, including Donald Trump on Friday, said he supports in that, that the Alabama lawmakers should act to protect it. OK, what does that mean? Yeah, because he has boasted that he put three Supreme Court justices there. This has created this atmosphere to which this the Alabama Supreme Court cited the the Dobbs situation, mm-hmm. which is why we are in this point to begin with. But uh, so a lot of Republicans saying I support it. Alyssa Slotkin tweeted out um, to Mike Rogers saying, oh, really, you support it? Well, you co-sponsored four bills that created that would create a similar situation on the national level. So a lot of discussion there. We can get into that a little bit more. But yeah. you know where my heart is. Oh, I know where your heart is, and and I and I understand. And um, you know, I think uh, as far as Alabama is concerned, I think they're now looking for the legislature in Alabama to codify something uh, in law that will you know uh, make IVF. Um, you know, the, the that won't take away from what the uh, Alabama State Supreme Court did. Sure. But meanwhile, there are women and families who spent thousands and thousands of dollars because they want to have a family. They've gone through the shots. Their body is ready for the procedure and it's halted. Yeah. And they've spent a lot of money, too. I mean, some some families have really, you know, spent a lot and, you know, their savings are gone, but they want to start a family. They want a family. To me, that's pro-life. And a lot more people are personally affected by IVF and fertility treatments than possibly abortion. Mm -hmm. And I think this is why this topic has gotten so much traction over this last week. We'll wait and see. Um, Coming up, though, we'll come back to home and everything going on here in Detroit with Crane's Detroit business. I mean, what's going on in Lansing? Do we need a better transit situation? And much more to talk about here on JR Morning. That's next.